everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gems podcast. And this is a show where we like to take on a streaming service and show you some hidden gems that are on that service. And we are back with Disney Plus. This is our 12th episode of Disney Plus, which is pretty crazy. And it's a lot of fun. I am from Rich Wagner and Ryan is here. Hey, Rachel. It's great to be back with you once again. Back to uh, where this all, whole thing started. It yeah. feels like yesterday when we were young and naive and thinking that this whole COVID thing wouldn't last but a few weeks. But yeah, oh, how wrong we were. And <laughs> things are considerably better now, I'd say. But yes. But it's but I wouldn't change it for anything. This has been a this has been a fun time doing this and hopefully it lasts for a really long time because I look forward to doing this. I do too. It's a lot of fun. And yeah, we originally thought that we were only going to do just Disney plus just a couple of episodes and then it kept getting longer. Cause I remember when they first said that, I believe it was, uh, they said that theaters could be closed for six to eight weeks. And I was like, that's crazy. They're not going to be closed that long. <laughs> but <laughs> In the words of Maury Povich, the lie detector test determined that was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun to look forward to every week and also to try to find some of these hidden gems, which has been uh, which has been very satisfying because there's just so much content out there that we have that you need some guidance. I feel like sometimes uh, with just like you find things that I don't find, I hopefully find things that you wouldn't wouldn't know about, and and I I think that makes it really fun. Yeah, you really opened my eyes to things that I'd never even heard of before, let mm-hmm. alone would would recommend. And mm-hmm. I know I've definitely done that for you, so yeah. it's it's been great. And like yeah. I like I said, it, I hope we can keep doing this because I. I feel like the streaming era is not going away. So I think we could conceivably do this until like the internet breaks or something like that. Yes. And and we thought it would be fun to do Disney Plus this week because this week we have the release of the Star Wars Visions. And it's very exciting. It's really cool uh, that what they're doing is these, they're giving all these anime directors a chance to direct and create something in the world of Star Wars. And uh, I'm really excited to definitely check it out. Yeah, when I saw this trailer, I was saying to myself, this, this is what I wanted Disney to do with Star Wars. And I think maybe I should get under my desk before I say this, but I was not a big fan of the sequels. That's as far as I will go. But whenever they did something different, I was like, that's something I want. And they never capitalized on it. But this time around, it feels like they're actually doing something different with Star Wars, which is what I wanted from this from the very beginning. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to watching the show. Yeah, I mean, I do agree that the sequels were on the whole disappointing. I think there's some good things in them. I I had fun watching most, most of them, uh, but I didn't really like Rogue One and I didn't really like Last Jedi, but there's still some good things in them. I... I think that uh, they didn't have a very clear idea of kind of what they were doing. They were just kind of throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what stuck. And that's just not a good way to make film in general. And <laughs> anyway, but yeah. this is, uh, is giving some really creative people, you know, a chance to 
to tell their own stories. So it doesn't need necessarily to have that continuity that you need to have with the sequels, sequel movies. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to the artwork and, uh, and so it should be fun. Um, we'll have to give you our idea of what we thought of it maybe next week uh, once we both get a chance to see it. Uh, but if you've seen it, let us know in the comments what you think. And uh, so that's why we thought it would be fun to talk about Disney Plus this week. Uh, but let's dive in. Let's talk about our first picks. So why don't you go first? What is your first pick? So my first pick is from 2004. And this is a movie that I is not like Disney at its best. But every time I think about this movie or watch this movie, I just, I, I just love it to pieces. And it's called National Treasure. Uh, the, and I'm sure you all have either A, seen it, or know what it is. But the plot is basically that there is a treasure hunter named Benjamin Franklin Gates, played by, played by Nicolas Cage, who is on a mission to try and find a, a great treasure that the founding fathers uh, brought, or not brought, but found in, in America and stored away. And so with the promise of gold, there is someone to go after it against them. And it's Benjamin's former partner, who is played by Sean Bean. And this is a movie, uh, this, this was directed by John Turtletop, so you all should know the, the standards that we're, that we're dealing with here. However, I love this movie. It, it's just, it's so much fun. It, it's, it's kind of a ridiculous premise. A, trying, even trying to steal the Declaration of Independence was just be like a fool's errand, let alone stealing it. But it, it you think so, but, but people were, were able to storm the Capitol fairly easily. So not to get into politics, but after that, I'm thinking, hmm, maybe it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> maybe someone resourceful, perhaps. But, uh, we're like hanging out in the, the congressman's offices, you know, and playing like, okay. <laughs> but uh, this movie reminds me of playing of playing one of the Uncharted games. Uh, I, I don't know, Rachel, if you've ever heard of the games, but... but I've heard of them. But, uh, but whenever, I, whenever I watch this, I'm like, if this were a video game, this would be Nathan Drake, not Benjamin Gates. And uh, like I said, Nicolas Cage is in here, and he's definitely more restrained than some of his other roles, but he does a good job here. Justin Barth is good as his partner, Riley Poole. He handles all the gadgets and all of that. He has some, he has some pretty funny lines. Uh, Diane Kruger's in here. She's really good. Sean Bean is a lot of fun as always. It, I, I have a lot of respect for this movie because it feels not like low budget, but really like it feels really it feels smaller for Disney. There's no big CGI special effects. Everything looks like it was done on location. The stunts look like it was done by stunt teams. I love that. I love the spirit of that. Everything looks, especially when you get to close to the treasure, everything looks dirty and lived in. It, it, and it's a real hunt to find this treasure. It's not like walk three steps, oh, there it is. It's like you gotta collect this thing in order to find that thing over there, which may lead you to this thing, though no guarantees. It's a it's a whole bunch of MacGuffins, but that's what makes it fun. And mm -hmm. I just, I have a soft spot for this movie and the sequel as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a lot of fun. I, 
I think that the second one might be a little better just because I really like uh, um, Ed Harris. Yeah, and um, oh my gosh, my brain. Um, I think of it uh, playing his mom. Oh, Helen Mirren. Helen, Mirren. I was gonna say Helen Hunt. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> oh, you were close. <laughs> They're both named Helen. Anyway, I really like that. But uh, they're they're just they are fun adventures, and I like adventures. Uh, so I I think uh, that uh, that it's definitely worth watching. If people haven't seen it, you should definitely check check them out. They're yeah. they're there's kind of like a little bit of Indiana Jones, a little bit of uh, kind of that flair to it. If you like Goonies, if you like those kind of movies, adventures, uh, then you'll enjoy it. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Ben's being chased by Sean Bean's goons and he's got the declaration and he turns a corner and one of the goons follows him and he whacks him in the, and he being Ben, whacks him in the face with the declaration and then punches him and he's like, ah, oh, God. And then he sees the other goon running towards him and he's like, oh, come on. And it's just, <laughs> I love that little moment of... It, it's nice to know that that Benjamin Franklin Gates is more of a thinker than a fighter. You know, expect to have somebody get beaten down by the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, my first pick. If you listen to our ranking of the Disney movies from 2014, me and Stanford, you would have heard us praise this film pretty well. And I've been trying to to convert stanford to the decom <laughs> that there's value in the decom and like to no success <laughs> to, to 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 no success until cloud nine cloud nine won stanford over he loved it <laughs> he had it very high in his ranking and i agree with him i think it is it's certainly one of the best recent decoms without music because uh, usually those ones are really bad. And at least like the musicals have something to appeal to me, at least with the choreography and the, and the music and everything. But uh, most of the non-musical ones are not great. And this one, it's really good. It's kind of like Legally Blonde meets, uh, or Clueless kind of meets uh, snowboarding. <laughs> I think it's like a sports movie, but also kind of a little bit of an underdog uh story with dove cameron she plays this girl who is this rich girl it's kind of pampered and she realizes she comes to realize that everybody was kind of letting her win in these uh, snowboarding competitions and so she starts to train for real but she also has to take care of because of various things she has to take care of these dogs at this dog grooming place um and uh her kind her this guy that uh, that she has, of course, tension with. His mom runs the dog grooming place, and it was just—it was really solid. It's a solid sports movie. It's a solid like comedy rom com kind of thing. And if you like either of those kind of genres, I think it's a a good decom. And I think uh, that it says a lot if it if it won Stanford over. <laughs> he liked it. And it's beautifully, I think it's filmed in Utah. It's beautiful, the mountains, and uh, they they have this house that is gorgeous. It is such a pretty house with an amazing hot tub. So anyway, it's it's a it's a good decal. Yeah, uh, I had always heard about this, and it was long past my Disney Channel phase, so I've never watched it. However, 
I always, especially during like the high school musical era, I was like, those were like event movies for me. Like I, I like I remember, mm-hmm. I remember saying this uh, on the uh, podcast before, but when High School Musical debuted, I was a theater kid and we all had like a party. We had like pizza and snacks and just, it was like we were watching the season premiere of Game of Thrones. Like it was an <laughs> event. So I could get why people wouldn't like this like format. However, I have a soft spot for it. And they're all, they all look fairly well done. So I, I don't, I never got this whole looking down upon made for TV. I mean, Hallmark's been doing it for decades at mm-hmm. this point. So I, I think it should be, I think these movies yeah. should be focused on its content rather than, it's like Marshall McLuhan once said, the medium is not the message. Hmm, that's good. Yeah. And, and it's, they're obviously made on small budgets for teenagers and, and uh, so they're not going to necessarily appeal to, you know, old fogies like myself. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but every once in a while, you find one that uh, that really works and uh, that's enjoyable. So uh, so all right, what is your next pick? So my next choice is a throwback to 1956. And many moons ago, Rachel, you recommended the uh, the Oklahoma movie with Hugh Jackman in it, which was a live recording from the West End. Well, I'm going to recommend the Oklahoma movie that was released in the late 50s. And uh, this is the same plot. It's Rogers Hammerstein. It's it's the it's the same plot. It's Curly. Uh, He falls in he falls in love with who's Lori. Thank you, Lori. And and they're like, oh, we're not in love, but they secretly are. And Judd's there and he's a menace. If you've seen if you've seen a version of this play, then you probably have seen this movie. However, I recommend this for just the look of it because this movie was shot in a format called Todd AO. And basically it's like the IMAX of the 50s. It every shot in this movie just looks unbelievably gorgeous. Like it just like if yeah. I forget the cliche, but see it on the biggest screen possible. It's like you're literally it's it's like the searchers it's like you're literally in monument valley with john wayne the movie looks beautiful yeah the cinemascope is really great especially that opening shot where it goes through the cornfields and lands on curly and he's singing that's really great uh and wonderful performances and uh and i I had some you know wonderful songs it's a lot darker than you remember oh (laughs) yeah yeah because context i i did a version of oklahoma but it was oklahoma junior before i saw Mm -hmm. this movie and and i was used to the version where judd gets punched out and dragged off not judd gets killed (laughs) spoiler but well and just the whole judd song that song is really dark yeah and and they're they basically are like you should kill yourself like you have no value (laughs) curly heavily implies like the whole you know, you could really hang yourself nice up here. It, it's yeah. like such a hero. Am I right? Oh. <laughs> like he's a creepy guy, but like that song is weird. Also, the whole song when they get the um the goods from what is it, Kansas City or Oh yeah, Kansas City. That song's weird too. <laughs> and they've got the um the I forget what it's called, the kaleidoscope with the <laughs> The whole thing. <laughs> but I love I Do Annie. She's really fun. 
Yeah. I'm just and a girl who can't say no. Kissing's my favorite thing. <laughs> favorite food, but close enough. And there's also the scene where where Lori is like, out of my dreams and into the hush. And then it goes into that dream sequence. Oh man. Yeah. I, like that dream sequence is out there. Oh, I love that. The ballet. It's yeah. beautiful. Uh, so it's a great classic musical. A few things haven't aged particularly well about it, but it's still definitely worth watching. I, sh- so I, I should warn I should warn everybody that this is two and a half hours, so be prepared. There mm-hmm. is an intermission if my memory serves me right. So so there will be at least a uh, at least an honor act, an intermission, and a and an exit act or a closing. So if so mm-hmm. when you see the intermission, you're like, oh, if I have to use the bathroom, then you you can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish they did intermissions even more. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I remember when Avengers Endgame was coming out, people were like, is it going to have an intermission? And they like, should have. Why like, not? You can sell more, sell more snacks. Yeah, like at the point where they're about to go back in time, you see them leave, and then it's like, yeah. this is your time, intermission. I would. That would be the best. All right, well, my next pick is uh, when I feel like I've, picked it before but i didn't have it on the list so i just went ahead and it is cars three and uh the cars franchise is is i don't think it's anybody's like favorite franchise in the uh in the world of pixar but uh after uh, cars 2 uh, was the first one to get kind of critically maligned uh, they had uh, this incredible ad campaign the trailers were just incredible for cars 3 and then I think the movie really pulled it off. I think the racing scenes are great. They're uh, very energetic and, and they draw you in and very well done, very well animated. And I really liked the whole arc of Cruz's character because they're really talking about not just kind of uh, misogyny or discrimination. They're talking about how she doesn't even really allow herself to think that she can do what uh, she wants to do and and race it takes it takes lightning actually saying get out there take my place to in order for her to believe in herself and i think sometimes that's true to life is that it i mean even i think about me becoming a, a a film critic like i it's not that i didn't think i could do it it's that i didn't even think it was like an option i i never really even like had to sit down when i was younger and thought i could do this I just didn't. And it, it sometimes it takes somebody kind of pushing you in to that spot to be like, oh, I actually could do this. And then you go and do it. And so I really liked that ending. I thought it was very good. And it had a pretty powerful message for a movie about talking cars. Yeah. Um, the Cars franchise is certainly the black sheep of the Pixar family. Nobody seems to really like it. And for many reasons it's kind of justified. However, Cars 3 was way better than I was anticipating it to be. And what I liked the most about it was that it dealt with, it dealt with the fact that Lightning McQueen was getting up there in years and the, the reality that he can't race at that level that much longer. As a NASCAR fan, I know for a fact that, that drivers start in their early 20s and end in their like late 40s early 50s so like someone like Dale Earnhardt Jr. like he started out in his late teens and now he's in his 40s and he can't race anymore due to 
CTE, which is rather unfortunate. But it's it's a really sad thing that I think that Cars 3 handled in about as good a way as possible. And also it has Nathan Fillion in it as the villain, which is an inspired choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, what's your next pick? So my next pick, and this is going to be walking the tightrope because this was a movie that came out during arguably Disney's hottest period, the Renaissance era. But when I hear people talking about the Renaissance era, I feel like this movie gets discounted and I want to try and change that perception. I'm going to be talking about Tarzan. Uh, This was released in 99 and I love this movie. I have the VHS of it back on that shelf there. The, like, I, and, I, and I watch it every, I try and watch it every year, if not every other year, because I, I just love this story. I mean, it's the same story of Tarzan and Tarzan and the Ape Man, of them encountering Tarzan and how he was raised by the apes and all of that. And I love the story. I love the animation. I love this. I love the score by Phil Collins. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a massive Genesis fan, but I love the songs here. And what I love the most is that this movie is actually surprisingly dark. You get to see Tarzan's parents actually die, which I don't think, which I don't remember happening in a Disney movie before. And you're Miss Disney, Rachel. So you probably, you probably know more than I do, but it's, crazy stuff and the ending with Clayton's death it's but what I love about this movie is that in a time where Disney was just cranking out nothing but hits I feel like this is the one that's like oh and there's that one it's like um you got this movie and it's doing good things too so I and I won't say this is better than like Beauty and the Beast or something like that but it's underrated and I think that if there was a thousand times more effort put in than they really had to. They didn't have to go as hard as they did, but I'm so glad they did. Yeah, if you saw last month, I did my If the Animated Oscars Existed in 1999. So I talked all about Tarzan in that video. And yeah, it's a great movie. I love You'll Be in My uh, Heart. I think that's such a good lullaby that Disney doesn't do that many lullabies. Yeah, and the the beginning is really shocking. I mean, to have this, uh, I always get confused if it's a leopard or cheetah. I think it's a leopard. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And I love the whole montage of them teaching each other about about each other and their relationship is just great between tarzan and jane and right. the only thing i nitpick i wish they got married in the end because i don't know i'm just traditional and i just kind of would have liked them the captain to marry them at the end so, yeah i can i can definitely understand that and i see where you're coming from but that song is that that montage is set to the song strangers like me and i mm-hmm. used to have the disney like song collection volume one and two and that song was always the first song on that cd i would listen to that cd a lot and so that strangers like me song is like ingrained in my brain mm-hmm. for the rest of time it's a great song it is it is a good it is a really good song all right well my next pick is ducktales the movie treasure of the lost lamp and this is the old school DuckTales, obviously not the new DuckTales, but we talked about with National Treasure, if you like adventure movies, 
and this is another adventure movie and it's really fun uh you've got all your characters huey louie and dewey going on this uh this adventure uh for this treasure and you know of course you've got scrooge also and Launchpad, and it's just really fun i haven't seen it in a while i'll be honest but it i like these kind of uh, i like the animation and i like the 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 whole adventure of it all yeah i was um i watched this video on the disney afternoon and and i from what i remember is like ducktales was like a cornerstone of like disney's tv lineup for a super long time from what i remember mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah and they they have uh, a uh, they find a genie and when they get wishes and so it just got a lot of fun elements uh webby vanderquack <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the show t- to be honest i don't think has aged very well the original ducktales it's fine but like the episodes are incredibly repetitive i mean the same plot over and over and over and over again i think the new show is actually way better and that's very hot take but uh, i think that this movie is is a lot of fun and i kind of wish they would make a new ducktales version of this movie i would enjoy that yeah you've also got i believe the 10th doctor david Tennant as scrooge mcduck which i thought was a in the new yeah he's in the the new series i believe eccleston was the ninth and yes after him so yeah he's the 10th that's right so what's your next pick so my next choice and there's that is there's that decom movie i was I was talking about uh, it's High School Musical three, and technically this got a theater release. Yeah, I would say it's not actually decom, but uh, but this is this was a movie that I was that I was emotionally re- readying myself for because it's like this is the last of High School Musical. I hope I see these people again. And Zac Efron's gone to a lot of success, so has Vanessa Hudgens. Corbin Blue strangely has disappeared, which I I hope he's doing well. I know he was. In, in the heights and dancing with the stars and then he just like vanished so he I, was just in a hallmark movie in august so that's exciting first time oh, wow. in a hallmark movie so hopefully in the end it was really good so please come back <laughs> yeah. but but high school musical three is well the last high school musical movie they're all seniors they're all plotting their futures and i think out of all of the movies technically speaking this may be the best one just from a filmmaking and a just a technical standpoint uh, this feels and looks like a movie that you would release in theaters again not to look down on the decom style i did defend that earlier but here the shots look crisper and even the first song of the movie is just an immediately like, like oh you're watching something meant for theaters. And I it, I believe the song is called 16, if I remember, if I remember correct, but it's just an epic song. And then, and then Scream later on and, and the song where Troy and Vanessa dance, I believe it's called Take One Step. That's a really nice song. Overall, it just, I, like I said, I, th- this is my favorite high school musical movie. I like them all, but three is my favorite. It is probably the best one. I think that the first one has the best songs, in my opinion. 
yeah, but I can see as that. far as yeah, yeah. So it's a good one. I filmed right here in Utah, all three, and the series all filmed here. If you come for a visit, I will uh, show you East High. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> we'll go. I, yeah, for various reasons, I will be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, my next pick is just kind of fluffy. It's fun. It's the Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings, and they have a movie from 2017. Uh, that's that showcases four different couples and their their Disney weddings, and you can kind of just have a bit of escapism and just pretend that you're, you know, this extravagant, ridiculous wedding. <laughs> uh, but and, and you know, just it, it's as somebody who loves uh, Disney parks, it's kind of fun to see it all draped out and and everything for these weddings and. Uh, and then they have a whole season of uh, of a show for Disney fairy tale weddings. So if you like it, if you like the movie, then you can uh, then watch the se- this this the whole series. So uh, how long are these episodes? Are they like half an hour? Do they document like actual people getting married? Like yeah, in- yeah. The well, the movie has four couples, and um, and then the show. Let's see. Because I I've actually seen the Disney Weddings Instagram and 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 when I first heard the concept of like getting married at Disney that's just kind of weird but then I saw the photos I'm like oh I see why they do this and it's like you can get married like at the Grand Floridian which is like a beautiful hotel and and they and they actually do it up and they make it super nice and so I, and it's and so I, I love the concept of it. Yeah, so there's actually two seasons of the show, each which is just, I think, one couple uh, for 42 minutes, their weddings. And then uh, then the movie is just over an hour, hour and three. And then there's also a Disney fairy tale holiday wedding uh, episode, which is 41 minutes. Oh, I know you like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so what is your next pick? So my final pick is a movie that I feel like at least everybody has seen at least once. However, I feel like it's one of those movies that's better than you, than you might remember. It's The Sandlot. And again, this is walking, walking the line of, is it really hidden? Because I, everyone I've met absolutely adores this movie, and I get why. But I feel like there's a lot more going on than maybe... Then maybe people might have missed not missed but like because this movie is so good dialogue wise it's it's insanely quotable like you're killing me smalls among other things but this has to be one of the best coming of age movies ever made and that's maybe a bold statement but consider that like scott smalls starts off at one in in one point in his life it ends up in a completely different one, just over a period of like three months. Like, it's just crazy to think about. And for a movie like this, they actually deal with more, like, not totally adult, but like more near the knuckle things. And I anticipate it. Like, I never really got understood the whole chewing tobacco scene until much later. And like, are they going to swallow that? Like, why are they throwing up? And it wasn't until later that I realized, oh, with that stuff, you're supposed to spit it out. And they didn't. And so, among other things. And then, 
it, it's got two of my favorite, it's got two of my favorites, like scenes in, in movies that I remember. The first one being when they have that 4th of July game and it's to the song America the Beautiful by Ray Charles. And it's just, it's so phenomenal combined with the fireworks and Scotty's narration with the whole, we started the game and then we just watched the fireworks. And it's just so nice. And then at the end, when Benny the Jet gets the shoes, the PF flyers and how it's like, these look like off-brand Converse. What are these? And they hold them in such reverence that you're just like, well, these shoes really are magic, aren't they? And, and he gets the ball and it's just this big chase through the neighborhood. It, it's great stuff. And it just mm -hmm. feel like movies like this aren't really made too terribly often anymore. And I think it's a shame. And like I said, Sandlot is definitely in the gray area because pe people I talk to all the time about the Sandlot are like, the Sandlot, and they get this like nostalgia for it, and I get it. However, I think there's a lot more going on than people might recognize. It, at, at the very least, considering that Dennis Leary and Karen Allen are both in this, and nobody right. seems to notice. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. I have it reviewed for Family Movie Night if people want to listen to my review. But it's a movie that is more about these kids than it is about sports or about worrying about the games or, you know, it's really about who these kids are and they're dealing with their parents and growing up and their friendships and everything. It's, it's a great, it's a great film. I love it. Uh, so yeah. good choice. I would say right. the Wendy Peppercorn stuff would not hold up today. No, but, but, <laughs> I uh, agree with that. <laughs> but, the but the rest of the movie is, is has actually held up pretty well. And to your point about the baseball stuff, the baseball is a vehicle, you know, it, it's not, yeah. it's not a necessarily a baseball movie. It's just so happens to be a movie with baseball in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely agree. All right. Well, my last pick is a, is a short, is a Pixar short. And I was thinking that if people liked Luca uh, they should check out the short La Luna, which is directed by Enrico Casarosa, who is the director of Luca. I really enjoyed Luca and I love La Luna. It's one of my favorite of all of the Disney shorts. Uh, it may be my actual favorite. It's about this family that their job is to spoop stars from off of the moon. And uh, the sort of the banter between the grandfather, the father and the, and the little, uh, little boy. And uh, it's just lovely. I love the animation. I love the sound design in it when they're scooping all of those stars and it just sounds very tactile. And I uh, love the, the three generations. Uh, it's, it's really good. What move, what short was, this short was attached to a movie? What was it? it so it was released before Brave actually, Galuna. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I was like, it's got to be attached to a Pixar movie that I'm not thinking of. And Brave was not one that I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. And it has music by Michael Giacchino. And uh, yeah. Who has, who has never made a bad score in his entire life, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of his Jurassic World score. But other than that, he's pretty great. So do you have one more or are you done? I no, no, that's, that's the last one. Okay, good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually, you, you, I did on uh, 
calls it in rotos uh, for rotoscopers i did a whole piece on in defense of olaf <laughs> i'll send it to you <laughs> I'll, I'll have to read that yes. <laughs> but anyway uh so yeah so we did it we each did our recommendations and i think these would be pretty fun uh, if you watched all 10 of these movies you'd have a pretty good time as, as we usually say <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so ryan where can people find you uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. Then there's, of course, my YouTube channel, <clears throat> which is just called RyanCam. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday, which means my video on The Big Lebowski, being better than you remember, just dropped. Uh, on Monday, I'll be dropping my review for Denis Villeneuve's Enemy in my Villeneuve series. I'm going to be, be reviewing everything from Polytechnic through Blade Runner 2049 in honor of Dune 2021 coming out. Wednesday will be Sicario. Let me check my board. And then I'll also be having reviews for, uh, reviews for Dear Evan Hansen and The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I can finally see this week. And then, uh, and then I'm also in preparation for my Scary Mania series. I'm going to be reviewing 31 horror movies on all 31 days of October. So there's a lot to look forward to. If you haven't checked me out, please do. Great. Yeah, you all should check it out. You should subscribe. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check all of that out. Also, make sure you follow the Homeworkies podcast. We've got lots of fun stuff going on over there. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. Let us know your picks for Disney Plus. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.